time to get geeked up. Time to get geeked up to stand up comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show is the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, hey. Ooh, baby. Time to get geeked up. What's going on out there, geeks? Thanks for joining us in our round-the-clock coverage of the election in this Geeked Up Election 2020 special. I'm Devin Barnes, and I'll be here playing with my giant iPad, touching states and seeing which one was red or blue four years ago, <laughs> and covering in all the election results with you guys. With me always is our election correspondent, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo! And I'll, of How's course, be watching the Knicks field? game and getting caught off guard that it's election night. Oh, fuck, dude! <laughs> <laughs> I guess this year, but, uh, no basketball, which is my annual tradition on uh, election night. But but yes, yes, yes. But once again, welcome to the Geeked Up podcast. This is our, I guess, second election special because we've uh, been doing this for over five years now, you know? Yeah, that's true. And unfortunately, this time we couldn't track down Secret Agent Ronnie. We believe he's somewhere in Portland in the, uh, yeah. with the rest of the nut jobs up there. But we couldn't... I think the clip... I think the Clintons had him killed. <laughs> That's true. I mean, he was asking for it after uh, some groundbreaking stuff on the first annual but, election special. That's true. I mean, four years ago, we did introduce you guys to the character of Secret Agent Ronnie. Uh, well, like Liam said, he's not here on this one. He did join us again for the five-year special, though, so he's uh, he's still out there. But That's true. Grumpy but, uh, as ever. However. <laughs> yeah. We'll be covering all the election news here, much like the round-the-clock 24-hour news places. We're going to give you our geeked-up uh, spin on it like we always do. Yeah, but, finally uh, our take. You know, Of course, you got to get the geeked-up boys' uh, election slant. So. And honestly, look, we talked about this a lot, too, because you know we want to be throwing out some RIPs right now to Sean Connery and uh, Alex Trebek. We want to be talking about Jared Leto coming back as the Joker, but it only seemed right that... Uh, you know, if we made enough shitty, snively Trump jokes throughout the last four years <laughs> on this show, and we watched the goddamn hater, it only seemed right that uh, yeah. we do another election No, special. I mean, there's been a lot of political coverage during the Coronaville episodes mm-hmm. as well, and honestly, it turned into like a, it, it, it is a pop culture whole situation going on, so there was some geeked crossover there in some regards. Absolutely. However, uh, uh, like you said, definitely tons of geek news as well that we're dying to get into, so we couldn't really split the pooch and do, uh, you know, one show where we talk a little like and then a little too much Mandalorian to talk about if, yeah. if we're going to do both. You know what I mean? So we'll do this episode today about the election, and then next time we'll get together and do a yeah. whole big geeked catch up because it has been a while since our last geeked up because we kind of got festive for a while. Absolutely. Well, you know, yes, we did because on our uh, sister podcast, Netflix and Chat, we did our big Halloween special where we watched uh, three Halloween movies. Uh, the Bronx vs. Vampires, The Devil All the Time, and of course, rounding it out with Hubie Halloween, which is, uh, I'll save it for the next Netflix, uh, Netflix one we do, or even the next Geeked Up episode, but uh, Hubie Halloween, 
highest watched movie of Netflix in the year 2020. So, no way. Uh, <laughs> is it the leader in the clubhouse right now? <laughs> the most watched movie on Netflix? Oh, that's amazing. All right, dude. So, if, I mean, right now we got to get like a misinformation campaign going on against any other movie coming out of Netflix. I'm tweeting that it sucks because we got to get the title for uh, Hubie Halloween. Really? I mean, and if you listen to the uh, Netflix and chat episode, you'll hear like, our theory about this might have been Sandler's attempt to make like a really terrible movie for his Oscar <laughs> snub. But turns out people like uh, you know. fucking shitty Sandler movies more than. Uh, I mean, like a fox for guns. Sandler because <laughs> yeah. he. Uh, I guess mission accomplished in shitty movie, but if he was if if he thought that was a bad thing, then I mean a bad yeah. Sandler movie that like puts it right up there amongst greatest movies of all time. I still say. So we'll be uh, talking more about that in our next normal geeked up podcast episode. But of course, we still have the but with spirit. all of that, this like you said, those, it's uh, been a, it's been a while since our last geeked up. That I think maybe yeah. even was the fall special even before that, which wasn't as much of like the news as much as it was kind of like a preview of everything so it's been a while since we've given you just like the regular breakdown so definitely look forward to that one next time correct and then yeah it's it's gonna be even longer because <laughs> yeah. turns out uh we didn't beat back the demons on halloween and election night still came after all uh yeah turns out though this is a little bit afterwards and the world's not on fire the civil war hasn't started <laughs> yet which is uh you know, this time the Civil War, if it does happen, will be pretty different because, you know, during the real Civil War, it was a line drawn right down the middle, north and south. Now you got red states <laughs> over here, blue states over here. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, that's true, actually. We can't just all meet at Gettysburg and get it on with muskets <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Exactly. It's like, like, no, you're right. It's definitely going to It's gonna start off with like a neighbor to neighbor. It's going to be like a tournament, like a March Madness style. Whoever wins their block, then you go on to you win the uh, you win the town, then the county, and then I feel like it would be more like a uh, the chat board on a fantasy football thing where it's just like you fucking snowflake pussy and it's like wait a second. <laughs> Well, like that'll be going on too, of course. A, <laughs> yeah. Don't think I'm not. Uh, don't think I'm not tra- trash talking the whole time. I mean, that's clearly. But uh, I mean, should we kind of just get into this? Kind of just like walk us through it. Let's start Tuesday night. I'd say the big uh, election night. Uh, normally, any night in the every year presidential election before this, we would have known the victor of the night. But we kind of knew going into it, it was going to be a wacky night. You know. Uh, not really knowing what was going to happen, but let's even start even earlier than that. How was, did you vote the day of? Were you uh, an early voter? How was the voting experience for you? Let's start before Tuesday night. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I'll spare everybody my uh, uh, my usual non-voter uh, speech that I love to give people about how necessary <laughs> election reform is. And I, bought, and I boycott the voting system because, however, this time I did uh, vote and I did do a kind of like a counter act, a counter strike on the uh, uh, Trump side and voted day of to help balance it out. <laughs> Okay, because I I guess me and Devin should acknowledge that we both we have talked about it, but we both uh, we both voted Biden. Right. We're not uh, 
We're not scared to say. It's scared to admit. We thought we were both writing in a geeked up podcast. (laughs) Did you not write in Devin Barnes? What the fuck? (laughs) Did you write me in? I was fuck. But I guess so. For me, I did go uh, day of, and it was actually super easy. Much to my surprise, I was in and out of there in like 15 minutes. I guess a lot of people had voted early in my neighborhood or whatever. But uh, I was shocked. I was like kind of almost excited, looking forward to like a good like hour line of fucking Biden chance and everything like that but uh uh, instead it was like in and out everybody was real friendly it was a cool experience that's wild too man especially because i know as most of our listeners know like uh you live in manhattan so like i would expect that to be fucking crazy busy yeah man i don't know i I think think that they sorry go ahead people i think enough people probably voted early and uh as we'll talk more later in this episode but a lot of people on the left that did vote for Biden did do mail-in ballots, especially Manhattan residents, just because of for sure. uh, COVID and everything. Yeah, pretty much uh, everybody I talked to in my building or whatnot or just around all did mail-in. So, yeah, like okay. you said, there was uh, uh, early voting and lots of different voting, you know, territories in Manhattan as well. There was no shortage. It's not like, you know, one of these sure, places where point. there's one voting booth in the entire, you know, 50-mile radius. So, um, all in all, though, I was still, all things considering, shocked with how uh, easy it was. Yeah, so. honestly. Absolutely. Um, I would say myself, too. I also voted the day of, but uh, funny story, I moved last year, but I never, being the lazy bastard that I am, uh, uh, changed the address on my license or anything besides, like, mailing. So, okay, I actually nice. had to go back to my old neighborhood, which is old Woodlawn in the Bronx, to vote. <laughs> and, nice. uh, and, uh, Obviously, they're not busy at all. You know, you know if you're not familiar with Woodlawn, it's yeah. like uh, they call it Little Ireland over here, and it's like it's mostly all fresh off the boat. So, what's the politically uh, correct way to call these mix? J five, J five. It's a bunch of J fivers, but it's uh, so um, yeah. I guess not a lot of voters out there. Much like four years ago, exactly. Uh, I think I was like one of the only eight people that live in that neighborhood that's actually legally allowed to vote. <laughs> and of course, I showed up like seven o'clock they're like hey asshole we've been fucking waiting all day for you we could have locked the door at like noon if you would have showed up on time I know, seriously. <laughs> but uh dude it was actually kind of sketchy too because like i forgot my old address so the guy like you'll know, walk in i decided to be like barnes comma devin and they're like oh what's your old address like, or what's your what's your address and i was just like uh uh, really? really? You almost like, got the fake license. ID test? You almost got busted on the fake ID test? Like, took my license out. I was like, uh, 305 East Come on, that's the rule number one of trying to sneak into a bar. You got to know the address on your license, Leslie. The- <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot. But, like, the guy was looking at me like I was fucking out of my mind. So both of us were responsible and voted. Much to my, uh, uh, much against every core instinct that I have, I went out there and voted. Uh, however... Uh, 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 so who did you actually, though, think was going to win on election day? Because we did actually I talk mean, about this, I think, dude. even on the Zoom room a couple days before. But uh, we, I f- feel like we both kind of had the same take going into election night. You want to even talk about that a little bit before it all? For sure, man. I will, dude. Because, honestly, I know a lot of people, like, during to the lead of this election, like, and I'm going to say this is kind of weird, but, like, blocked or I saw this the last word is blocked or unfollowed a lot of their friends on Facebook and to kind of keep it to their own, you know, and I get it, like, sick of hearing the other side's bullshit, but can we kind of keep it to what they're hearing? And I myself never did that. And 
I thought, like, I saw enough, especially having used to live in Florida. I saw a lot of just fucking, like, a lot of people that were, like, pro-Trump. And the people that love Trump, I don't think, I mean, obviously, well, he did. But, like, it just really seemed like that, like, like Trump said four years ago that he could stab someone in Fifth Avenue and he's not going to lose any supporters. It really felt that way, dude. I felt in the last four years that, like, I mean, I think the real thing that worked against him was coronavirus. Uh, Honestly, if I think of it, whether for coronavirus, I think Trump would be the president-elect right now. But I really thought Trump would be it going into election night. I didn't think it was going to be a blue wave by any means necessary. Like, honestly, maybe I didn't like think it was Trump. But I definitely thought, like, yeah, yeah. it wasn't like my jaw was going to hit the floor if, like, Trump got real For sure. I was, uh, and we will get into a lot of what you just covered, some of the grander issues that are going on in the country uh, mm-hmm. a, a little bit later. But I guess uh, just to, like, quickly kind of get through the actual election coverage in the last. For me, myself, I kind of had a similar feeling. Every, like, uh, uh, the way that I kind of put it, though, is, like, every bit of logic in my head I thought would indicate that Biden would win in, you know, not necessarily a blue wave, but in a very comfortable margin. Uh, uh, however, I kind of just, like, uh, due to the trauma that we've suffered in coronaville have such like negative feelings going on that i just kind of had a a, a, a feeling that in my gut that trump was gonna win you know well, let's be honest too also like the cockiness we went into it four years ago or was just like all right let's watch this buffoon shut the fuck up and then it was like dude trump fucking is the president it's like for what sure the fuck? yeah so that's a little bit that's lingering in your too. head as well my ultimate um, prediction though i thought that hillary won by three million in the popular vote i thought biden was going to win by five million in the popular vote but yet still lose the electoral college uh, okay. however like i said a lot of that had to do with just the fact that i was very negative going into it so my mental place was you know impacting my judgment in that regard where it was just like you know what i mean because i thought for sure that there would be a blue like every thing in my logical head would indicate that there would be a blue wave and a huge revolt against trump which is not exactly what happened <laughs> but no it's not but honestly too wasn't there like and it was not at all surprised that that did not happen so just knowing you and just like the guy you like to root for the villain as a big uh lebron <laughs> fan and a yeah. big even more so even more so a big biff tannon fan weren't you kind <laughs> of rooting true. for trump to uh yeah, just, i mean trump <laughs> does remind me of my all-time favorite profession wrestler the million dollar man who once yeah. uh, made a priest rub his bunions for fucking like donation money but <laughs> like of course all the logic in you didn't want him to but like and dude i'll even be the first to say too man like even when i would watch the uh when i watched the biden trump debates dude when trump was like when they were talking about mask safety and trump's like of course we have to be safe i guess spoiler alert to bradley cooper does the end expect a lot of these bad trump impressions as this goes farther and farther (laughs) i mean not so bad i've uh, i've heard worse when they were like asking about the masks and when trump was like making fun of biden he was like have you seen this guy he wears the biggest mask you've ever seen in your life <laughs> like dude i audibly laughed out loud like dude what a fucking hilarious thing to say <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> like, it's a ridiculous thing to say but i mean we've talked about it before i'm definitely trump's comments like that do not bother me at all like that's the least offensive part about trump is that he calls rosie o'donnell's sure. fat yeah, yeah, yeah. and jokes I around like about fucking biden's mask a lot of people like, 
a lot of people about Trump will be like, oh, he's just doing what he said from Art of the Deal, his book. And I really feel like he read Jeff Ross's, like, How to Be a Roastmaster book. <laughs> because he fucking slays <laughs> He needs to put that one out anyway. Like a Roastmaster <laughs> yeah. volume two. Actually, fuck, right before Trump got elected, I think they roasted. I think Trump was one of the people He was. Who wasn't he roasted? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. And he was probably, like, taking notes. He's like, mm, that'd be funny. That'd be good. <laughs> like... <laughs> But uh, I guess that's kind of so. I guess that's kind of like we'll catch you up to us going into election night, and then it was kind of fun, more fun than I uh, expected. Actually, watching the coverage going on, it kind of it like had, had like a March Madness kind of feel with all the different networks and all the different screens. I was looking for the network with a uh, Dicky V to come on and give me his breakdown <laughs> of the red states. And well, here's what I would be better on right now. <laughs> but uh, 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 Cornac. On the big board and all, it was definitely like oh, a dude. hot, like a, a overly stimulated, uh, exciting night of graphics and shit like that. What's the poor bastard's name on uh, CNN? Like not Wolf Blitzer, but the guy that had the giant iPad, like I was talking about. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, like that dude. John Steele or yeah, yeah. or something like that, dude. Dude, poor fucking guy. But... <laughs> But all of the networks had kind of different, uh, you know, they had the different stages, different uh, states in. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, there was a, a different news coming in, which is uh, which will yeah, be I mean, a theme of everything. But I was bouncing. Just... Up? Okay, I was, I was about to ask you that. Did you just watch one station? No, no, I was bouncing around. I normally boycott. Yeah, like, I haven't too. watched any like you know media. I haven't watched any uh, a cable news network. In you know, literally, probably since last election. So I uh, was like, I I don't have favorites. You know what I mean? Of course, I'd be more inclined to watch MSNBC than Fox for my own ideology or whatever. However, I was having fun bouncing around. They were all honestly, you know, did a good job. They were, uh, you know. Uh, uh, even Fox was like not as I was kind of expecting them to be hilariously slanted in um, Trump's favor. They were like so down the middle in comparison to the other two. It was interesting. Dude, I will say the uh, I've been saying the same thing about Fox News is how like surprised I've been about how uh, we'll get into it later because like they were the ones that even called Biden at two sixty. You turn on every other channel, Biden was like two fifty three, and then Fox yeah, News yeah. like two sixty four. But there's only I'll talk about that later too. How like. Every news station pretty much was, like, saying the same thing. I see the difference between CNN and Fox is they hilariously, like, CNN would have three Democrats and, like, one Republican that they would yell at. And Fox News, the same thing. They would have, like, three Republicans and, like, one Democrat sure, yeah. out there. They could be like, you You're fucking right. that's when the uh, That's when you saw the slam with Foxes when they'd have their guests and correspondents come on. But the actual, mm-hmm. like, people, the uh, team that was heading the coverage gave you, like, a pretty fair and balanced job. They, they were, uh, Correct. Uh, uh, how far did you watch along throughout the night? Did you make it all the way to the unhinged press conference, which might be the uh, highlight of the presidency? Uh, <laughs> it might be the highlight of the presidency in general? Be, uh, I'll be honest. Like I was definitely uh, drinking wine as the night okay, went on. I see. So I so was, was getting but I was also throwing my conspiracy theories out there. Like, and again, I was drunk. But like when Biden was like a, uh, you know, Vice President Biden is about to uh, make his make a speech, and at this point, it looked like early on Tuesday night that Trump was winning, and I was just like, "What's he gonna say? Like, is he about to concede? Like, this is fucking crazy." Yeah, yeah. And then he did it, and I was like, "All right, dope." And then yeah. I got a little drunker, and then at like one thirty in the morning, Trump came on, and he was just like, 
We won it, everybody. I am the president again. It was like, wait, what's going on? I know I'm drunk, but like, is this really happening? I feel that like for me, and I talked to some people with varying opinions about this, but as somebody that was like sober, Stone Cold Sober watching it, I felt that like it was for Biden, a very optimistic read the whole time because you know what I mean? Like Fox had uh, Arizona and Nevada looking good for Biden and the other ones were kind of more just like stuck on the northern states. So by late in the night, like uh, uh, you felt pretty good about it. You know what I mean? So, like, which I was not necessarily expecting, even though Trump had the early lead, like, due to the mail-in votes that you knew were going to be counted late, and just, like, due to the way that the order that the states were coming in, that was all to be expected. So I was like, you know, like, uh, the news coverage kind of remained optimistic throughout the whole night. So by Biden, it was kind of like they were just waiting for him, like, almost waiting for him to give the acceptance speech. And then when Trump came out, he was just, like, so uh, over-the-top, like, uh, adamant that he'd been cheated it was pretty much like a concession speech right there he came out he didn't say that we lost but he came out and just like said we're being cheated they're taking it from us they're all like it, it sounded like somebody that had just lost the election which hey, hey, was typical fucking trump speech you know what i mean like a typical fucking like i told no, you no it's typical trump speech like, i thought would yeah, have yeah. been more just sticking with the like we've dominated we've won what we've totally did, crushed he, he like he, he said that, that but then like, really the main down. tone of it yeah, was yeah, that yeah, like okay. oh this is bullshit like i'm not gonna give up i'm not quitting they think we're gonna they're gonna win but we're not at that point he was ahead on all of the cards like you knew that biden was gonna catch up due to late votes but by that point trump was ahead so like there's no reason for him to be harping on the fact that he's gonna get screwed like it just that made me very optimistic that trump knew he was gonna lose because he didn't come out and declare victory especially when all week long they were saying that he's gonna come out and declare victory if it was close he's ahead and he didn't declare victory that to me made me very very comfortable that he was gonna lose the election you know that he knew he was going to lose the election. And it's then, I remember it's so different because I remember him coming out and just being like, I won, baby! Like, Trump 2020! Yeah. And then, like, I guess he did kind of, like, derail himself after that. You're right, because, again, I was drinking. I mean, he came out and, and like, said factual like, stuff, though. He came out and was just like, wow, we had, like, more people vote for me than anybody else that had ever... Which is true. Like, they got tons of votes. He's just like, we've done really yeah. great in all these states. That's true. They did get a lot of votes in all the states. So it was just like, he did not... People were expecting a blue wave. That did not happen so he did do really well but they were expecting him to be 10 points down in the polls it was very close you know what i mean but like he did not come out he came out and like opted like like hey we did great but they're robbing it from us they did great but we're gonna lose as opposed to like we won fucking party on bitches which is kind of what i was expecting you know and i'll also say this that i also didn't do like i guess personally enough research where i just kind of had in my head that mail-in ballots had to be there by then like I thought I saw something where it was like, if you haven't mailed it in yet, like, don't, because, like, it's not going to be counted. And, like, little did I know that, like, sure, all the people that went out, like, idiots like you and me, and, like, mailed in person, it was looking at Trump. But I just remember four years ago again where, like, the same guy was on his giant iPad and was like, all right, all right, it's not looking great. But if, like, Hillary does this, 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 and this, we could still win. I was like, oh, fuck, Trump is going to win. <laughs> so this year, I just kind of had that same mindset. Like, we were talking about, I already had myself prepped. Really, did I know that I probably passed out during that Trump speech. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's why I think that, like, morning. the... I think the wine might have impacted the uh, recollection. You know what I'm saying? Because at that point, it's literally, yeah, like, three in the morning. Yeah, Wednesday you know morning, though, and being, like, like, a fucking kid on Christmas, almost, and being like, what? There's presents under the tree? Like, really expect, <laughs> like, wake up all yeah, over, yeah. turn on the TV, and be like, all right, dude, let me guess, like, fucking six miles down the road from me is on fire now, and fucking turn the TV, and was like, oh, fuck. 
Is that and that was, and that's like where like the story kind of starts in in a lot of aspects because really like the historical part of this will always be like the next four or five days or whatever it was Absolutely. from Wednesday to Saturday. And for me, I was kind of getting more pessimistic, even though I was looking better and looking more like he was going to win. The longer it went without it officially uh, uh, being announced, the more nervous I was getting. You know what I mean? And I guess we'll sure. talk later about all of the how bad it looked but i don't think there's any denying that it looks really bad it, it, it's very easy for somebody to raise suspicion on the way that it unfolded you know what i mean well, and definitely absolutely. after and... four years of people complaining about russian you know uh, intelligence hacking our election and trump not really winning it would be a little hypocritical to not give any credence to a recount and for me that feels comfortable that nothing shady did happen i say bring well, on all recounts they'll probably Probably just find like fucking that Trump cheat. Probably just find stuffed ballots from Trump, and like he'll shoot himself in the foot anyway. But I mean, the uh, uh, you know that's that. It would be hard right now to talk about these next four or five days too, without kind of getting into seeing both sides, because the next four or five days, I don't know, on social media and on the news, was absolutely wild. You, you for sure. Know what I mean, like, it was pretty much being portrayed like it was. Uh, uh, most like 90% sure that Biden was going to win and just a mere formality that they had to count the votes, which they had let you know was a good likelihood was going to happen if it was close in states in a close election that they were going to take extra days due to the unprecedented nature of all the mail-in ballots and all of the coronavirus, you know, protection that some Absolutely. of us decided to fucking take, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And I will tell you this too. Like, I will agree with you that if I was on the right side and like saw all these states like Pennsylvania and Georgia, Georgia, who my as a recording this still is a white state, still know, like yeah. undeclared. Like, fucking, this is wild. But, um, well, they're an official that, recount like, now, I think, right? Like, like, what you're saying is that, like, seeing all that, like, all right, dude, we have fucking Pennsylvania in the bag. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, 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 oh. And yeah. the thing is, it's like, dude, of course all those fucking votes are for Biden because Biden was telling all of his goddamn voters no, for sure. to vote by mail. And Trump was like, the last thing you should ever do is vote by mail. Yeah, so of course yeah. there's no, no for sure coming in. So you see that starting to happen. But you do make the point that if I was on the red, if I wasn't the right, I'd be like, this is fucking horseshit. Yeah, right? no, for sure. Like, I don't think like, anything Trump shady happened, for sure. Like, I'm not saying that there anything shady did happen, but I'm just saying it, the way that it played out, it makes it very easy to, uh, you know, to raise Absolutely. suspicion, like I said. And also Absolutely. just the way that it played out in terms of on Tuesday night – these states were at like 88%, 85%. At least that was what the media was posting us at them being done as. Correct. Fucking some of these states stayed at 93% for fucking two days. What's taking so long for the days. 7% and every vote comes in? It just looks like it was not uh, – uh, uh, and, and again – it's the an un, unprecedented election that had never been handled like this, so you can't expect for it to run smoothly. They told you it wasn't going to run smoothly. However, like uh, uh, just on the eye test, you can't go That's crazy fucking for fucking people, you know, ra uh, wanting to fucking second guess things, 100%. especially after you fucking spent four years 
claiming that Russian uh, military fucking hacked the, the election last time. For sure. So. And you know, you had a great point, too. Uh, you, uh, I think we might have talked about it off mic a little bit, but I'll say it on here, too, is well, especially that you and I are, like, from the restaurant business, dude. You know what? Some nights on the crazy New Year's, you're working at 6, 7, fucking 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah, that's true, When too. I'm watching fucking them count votes in Pennsylvania, I'm like, well, it's 10 o'clock here. The polls are know. going home. <laughs> They've put it an eight-hour day. day. Like, I mean, they need it's their like, sleep. what are you fucking talking about? Know, yeah. Tap out. Somebody else can do it, dude. Like, yeah, start counting. Sure. Like, the fact that they were, like, going home yeah, and sleeping. No doubt. There's like, no way they shouldn't be able to bang that out fucking way by by Thursday at most. You know what I mean? Get it done. But get it done. You know I'm not I mean? saying that anything it, shady like, happened, of course. And again, I honestly believe that if anything shady, and I honestly still believe that. You know what I mean? I did not rule out a Russian military hack last time, so I'm not gonna fucking rule out anything. And honestly, I believe that most elections on a local level, ranging to the presidency in the history of this country, have had levels of election fraud going on. I feel that that's like well, an Avoidable thing for election with you know uh, uh, two hundred million people voting. There's going to be some fucking shady shit that goes on. And I was scared Absolutely. that Trump was going to fucking uh, uh, stuff ballots for Biden just so he can claim for sure that there was Biden vote fraud going on. You know what I mean? I just like uh, a defraud the, the whole thing. You know, Absolutely. like there's a million ways to go. Luckily, it well, appears to be enough too, states that he can't argue them all. It's not coming down to one. It's not all coming down to Pennsylvania, which have been. Insane, but absolutely. But here's the point. Like, I mean, it's coming back to it. So, like Wednesday through Saturday, right? They're tearing up the mail-in ballots and the absentee ballots. Okay, it's starting at this point look like a Biden win. States are starting to shift that look like Trump to uh, going to Biden. Now, what we're saying is all making sense. I don't want to get into the conspiracy theory about it yet, but it's not conspiracy theory because the other reason it doesn't help is that the president right now, President Trump is sitting at home, not making any public announcements or anything, but he's sitting at his computer and just being like, yo, fucking voter fraud, this shit's fucking whack, it's, I'm getting, it's getting robbed for me. Yeah, you know, yeah, the for president sure. of the United States is feeling these crazy theories, and then Giuliani's out there, and he's, like, grabbing some random nut. He's like, tell me what you saw in there. Yeah, the guy was yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, man, they gave me a Sharpie. But honestly, dude, all of that, it's honestly, done. I don't really have a problem with all of that. It's hilarious and embarrassing for them, but that's fine with me. Let them embarrass themselves. They have the right to fucking scream foul for a week. Everything is getting proven that it's totally legit, and they're humiliating themselves by, yeah, to- yeah, by, by like, making baseless claims. There's no basis behind any of these fraud claims, and, like, that's being proven. So let us go to court and we can prove well, without uh, a shadow of doubt that nothing shady happened and make you look really stupid in the process. You know what I mean? Well, let's hold, on. let's hold off on that for now because we're still in the Wednesday through Saturday. Let's fast forward to Saturday, all right? Because you and I talked on Friday and kind of like what we're saying now. We were both just like, oh, man, like I still don't feel fucking like I want to know when this is over, all right? Like I want to know. I'll feel fucking fine when like I know the results. You know, New York yeah. still has the fucking windows boarded up. Let's go to Saturday now, kind of fast forward to Saturday, like I think 10 30, 11 a.m., all right? Uh,. We've talked about this a little bit uh, off mic. I had a pretty hilarious, unique experience for the whole thing, for the whole worldwide celebration. As just the uh, church bells were ringing in Paris, I was actually on a fishing. Well, can I, say, well, I was trip. Doing it first because yours is much better. Because okay, so. I was just left my house. I was walking to uh, the little like uh, hippie town, kind of like. Yeah, you were telling me you're going to the farmers market in the fucking hippie town. Correct. I was going to get some coffee. They're gonna love it. They're gonna be fucking pumped. And then next thing you know, like we're walking, like it's looking good, kind of like we're all seeing. Next thing you know, you hear much like it was like seven o'clock this uh, on a nurse shift. 
at the beginning of COVID. The pots and pans were banging. The fucking people were running outside the house cheering. And I was like, I think I just know what happened. Yeah, there's only we're one thing that that could be. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome, yeah. dude. That's awesome. And the videos are everywhere in the city, again, everywhere in the and country, everywhere in the world. You, looked so cool, definitely. I believe I text you too because you're a very uh, famously known as being a late sleeper. All right. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think it's safe to say that you uh, would have slept through one hundred percent. If you're calling the big LW before noon, you're probably <laughs> gonna get a nasty hello. All right. But uh, I text Liam and myself, and was just like, "Oh, dude, is all the fucking ruckus waking you up, dude? Good news." And you replied to me one of the greatest stories, and just uh, I'll let you take it. So you, that's what I, I guess. Was. I first what responded to you. There's no politics on the boat because I told you yeah. I was going on a fishing trip, Correct. and like we were like we didn't really care. But then I informed you that, that wasn't exactly true. As like I was on a. Uh... Well, when I last saw you too, you were fifty fifty about going on said fishing trip. Okay, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if I was gonna actually make it, but I uh, did go. It was just like a day boat that goes, you know, for like eight hours or whatever. <clears throat> Sorry, that goes for like eight hours or whatever, and then back into New York. But uh, uh, so I'm on there, and uh, and and as you might as you might expect from like the dudes like a, a boat full of dudes from queens that go fishing in november we had a lot of like breezy point uh old school you know uh new york uh conservative you know uh, uh so basically a boat full of trump fans kind to, of uh, like <laughs> a, uh, i used to be a mets fan and then they all became puerto ricans exactly now it's yankees exactly. One of those, uh, that okay. that lo- that school of thought kind of prevailed (laughs) but so it was a very like unique way but they brushed it off pretty well there was a couple like hilarious conspiracy theories going on one guy literally uh chimed in uh bro you know obama sold the coronavirus to the chinese right that was a conspiracy theory that (laughs) fell on deaf ears even to like the fucking hilarious queens fishermen but uh uh the most hilarious comment i heard was great it's gonna be four more years of every time you want to take a shit you gotta stick a tampon up your nose and, uh, <laughs> like, he was listing off his coronavirus protocol. <laughs> Some fucking hilarious fisher, red-haired fisherman from Queens. But, uh, so they were wow. all, but it's they, like, hilarious. brushed it off within five minutes and fucking nobody really gave a because shit. Because kind of like what I was back. telling you also, uh, I haven't, like, unfollowed or blocked all of, like, the Trump supporters I know. And I'll be honest, 90% of their profile pictures is them holding a fish. <laughs> yeah, right. I did not see it coming. Like, I did know. Yeah. I did not think twice or put two and two together, nor did I know that it was going to be, like, the historic day. If I knew that it would have been, like, a party in New York City, probably would have fucking opted out of said trip. But I did not. But honestly, after a couple of weeks of being pretty uh, emotionally invested in just all the hysteria in the country and all the hysteria in the city and everything, it was a pretty cool experience to be, like, very isolated and removed and nobody really gave a shit there was literally like 10 minutes of hilarious comments and then like you know what i mean it was uh, uh back to just like oh i got a bite exactly yeah like the next time somebody got a bite it was all over but uh pretty yeah. epic um but let's i guess talk about i personally though but the rest of the day it was a biden uh projected win uh he won i believe it was pennsylvania surprisingly enough that really really didn't go trump really turned the tides over i think uh uh Rafael on the left, us were looking at Nevada and Arizona, who those numbers were suspiciously going up kind of closer to Trump, which was yeah. uh, interesting in its own. But Biden winning Pennsylvania, or as the right will tell you, you believe the media, but it was an epic day. They also gave their speeches. And as AH pointed out to me, I think people, we got so caught up in the, uh, will Biden beat Trump or will Trump beat Biden, that AH pointed me, classic woman move. But she was just like, dude, it's the first 
female vice president yeah. like just got elected. Like that's Super, fucking yeah. Huge. First female African American, Pan Asian, immigrant parent. She's like the fucking for sure. Crossed off a lot. I believe her husband is Jewish. Like the first gentleman or the the second gentleman or whatever the okay, fuck he's called. Yeah, yeah, whatever you this call cuck. him. <laughs> the first cuck, as uh, as we call him here on the Geek Dead Podcast. But yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and I did, of course, watch the stuff afterwards. You know, the speeches were great, celebrations and all. Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, like, we just talk about a little bit of it, like not to like be like a couple snowflakes. But a lot of uh, stuff came out. I think like Joe Biden introduced uh, his wife. He referred to his wife as like an I'm Jill's husband. You know what I mean? Brought her out as a doctor because she is, you know what I mean? But just like Kamala coming out in white and like giving the speech to women, like it was very empowering. Uh, For sure. Biden came out there fucking like, let's start taking shit serious. It was just kind of good to see. And look, we'll get into this very a little positive, bit too, yeah, like, sure. what happens now. But like, it was crazy, Joe. I love the guy, you know. It's good to see if somebody that I filmed a commercial with fucking 30-something years ago. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He really ran with it, all right? You know what he I mean? He was touched by the hand of gold in that commercial with Barnes. Uh... I'm here fucking doing the Geek Up podcast. The fucking other guy. He's not doing too bad either, I guess. Uh, yeah. The other guy from the commercial. On, but. I see. But you I know, guess what happens here, idea. we'll get into, uh, like you said, we'll talk kind of about the state of the country uh, going forward and, you know, uh, even just right now in a minute. But I guess the story not over, however, because just because Biden has given an acceptance speech doesn't mean Trump has decided to concede. And it's pretty much now become universal thought like he is not going to even when they do, like hilariously prove well, wrong, prove him wrong in let's court. Let's be honest, too. I mean, I think during the debate when they asked him that like look dude if you lose you can see he was first of all and again i don't like the guy i fucking think trump's the worst but again his answer was just like well first of all that'll never be a thing that i would ever have to even consider saying second of all we'll see <laughs> like he already said he wasn't going yeah, to for sure. like no, no. Honestly, me. the only he thing that would have happened, I feel, like if there was a blue wave, I think he would have just like resigned and taken his ball home and like, all right, you know what? You don't want me? I'm out of here. I'm t- I'm leaving. Fuck yourselves. He Dude, I just like I stormed out. Don't. But other than that, there was no way that he was gonna like gracefully I accept think he's defeat. Going to, uh... I maybe should say this for the conspiracy theory aspect of part of it, but uh, I think he's going to pull a parasite and. Uh... Doing a little like cubbyhole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's definitely mulling his way back into the fucking White House, mulling his way into the fucking White House basement. And <laughs> respect. <laughs> But, but uh, this kind of just brings us to, like, you know, what's going to happen now? Because if this was any other normal year, I guess besides, honestly, if you want to get really, feel really old, I guess besides, like, what, 20 years ago, uh, 18 years ago, when there actually was a recount, where this is, I think this is the second time the president uh, didn't immediately concede after uh, For sure. the results came in, you know, and he has for a couple of days. But kind of what's going to happen now? You know what I mean? Trump and... Uh, they're, yeah, they're begging for recounts. Yeah. Now, what, what recounts do we do? And again, like I say, 18 years ago, uh, uh, you know, there was the uh, the, uh, the Gore-Bush recount. Actually, I think it was 20 years ago. It might have been 2000. Yeah, it was 2000. Um, but I mean, at this point, it's not even coming down to Pennsylvania. I mean, we don't even happened, have it about I'm Georgia. Sorry my, I'm sorry to my point, but 
uh, 20 years ago, it was recounting one state. Yeah, for you know sure. What I mean, you can't recount four or five yeah, no. states now. One state so, doesn't matter. Even if they give it to, like, let them have Pennsylvania, fine. That's, you know yeah. what I mean? Especially if Georgia comes in. But it was, you know, once they got Nevada and Arizona, that was, like, all the electoral college votes they needed. Pennsylvania and Georgia were kind of just, like, icing a blue wave icing on the cake and kind of just more insurance in case uh, uh, they had voter fraud or anything in those other states. But at this point, they'd need to win uh, uh, lawsuits in all of these different states. You know what I mean? There's really, you know, the, the best thing that Trump can do is just hope that one of the states turns up with proven voter fraud so then everybody can just turn their back on the election and the results in general and come to the conclusion, like the, when the Patriots win the Super Bowl, okay, fine, they cheated, but there's nothing we can do. It's fucking over now. Sure. So we have, you know what I mean? It's like we have to accept it. That's but I think that's going to be ultimately where the right, uh, right wing, you know, right side falls. You know, the Republican side falls on the thing outside of just a fucking graceful defeat, which, I mean, come on, like we said, was not uh, anybody saw coming, you know? Yeah. So that's the best they can hope for. I don't even think that much will happen. I think that they'll be exonerated and fucking all charges and they'll just be hanging on to his straws and, like I said, further humiliating themselves. And honestly, what I really hope happens and what all people that don't like Trump in the country want to see is Trump take, uh, take a perp walk. And I really hope Trump refuses to leave office and fucking gets taken out out on gunpoint by the fucking federal government by the, the military because it's not like Trump well if I re- I'm gonna stay it's not like the fucking Biden's gonna be like oh well he didn't move out I guess he's president yeah. still they're gonna fucking like take him out mess, and like you know the military like the, the, the it, it, they're gonna they'll, he'll go to jail if he refuses yeah, to no, fucking leave you know I what I mean so like let him do that and let him further humiliate himself and like further isolate himself from the party further make himself toxic to the uh, party going forward all that Look, look, I think for the most part, besides like the main players, the faces of the operation, pretty much the right party is kind of just being like, we're not saying shit about this. For sure. But, dude, the problem with seeing Trump taking out, and this is my own thing, of like as fucking hilarious that would be, I think even like Michael Shea made that joke in SNL where it's like, Trump says he won't leave the White House, he'll only leave the White House kicking and screaming. And Michael Shea was like, all right, good. Yeah. The problem (laughs) with that, dude is with already, like, kind of what happens now with, like, the crazy right, the people, I guess let's get to this point, is that throughout these last four years, I can never remember even when Bush was president, I never remember people walking around for four years being like, Bush! T-shirts and Bush hats. That's and, true, yeah, I mean, sure. even He has old, really like, rallied his base. Like, you can say the left is very extreme if you want to make the right argument. I can say in the last eight years, I cannot remember people walking around being like, Obama said, knock you out. And fucking I mean, Obama had the mania for sure, mean? but it's, it could only be compared Trump to Obama like, for people sure. People are wearing Trump 2020 or Trump fucking paraphernalia. Not using that as a... Uh, no, uh, for sure. You're right. You've uh, definitely uh, got a very good point. Trump, but just like this call mentality. People are very, very passionate in this space, for you sure. You see Trump coming out with, like, handcuffs and, like, guns. You don't think this fucking crazy militia, the same people that are going to kidnap the governor of Michigan... Aren't gonna fucking freak the fuck out and like, for sure. It'll like make him a martyr to his base, and like exactly. there is a small group of people that will definitely still support him. But like you said, I think more and more people are jumping ship, and I feel that there's a huge. This is why what happens with bullies. You, this happens a lot in sports. Like you take a guy that talks a lot of shit, right? Like a Conor McGregor figure that's a very uh, out there, saying outlandish shit, talking trash, all this stuff. Everybody loves it when he's winning. 
The second he loses, it's a different story. And nobody roots for the bully that takes a loss. Nobody roots for the trash talker after they lost. Everybody loved Rex Ryan until the Jets lost. And then fucking everybody hates him. Yeah. Everybody loved Conor McGregor until he lost. Everybody hates him. The uh, the people are going to... the uh, When he's proven to legitimately loss and, like, keep on... Of course, some people will stay as, like, loyal, fevered supporters. But even those people are going to be looked at as crazier and crazier by the people yeah. in their own party. You know what I mean? And that's the, those are the people that the, uh, like, liberal media focus on exclusively are, like, the Trump extremists. But that's a small number that's dwindling by the day you know what i mean Dude, i i mean in that aspect of it uh, honestly i don't kind of agree with you i feel like the trump supporter and like the idea of trump means so much more than just who he is i think like the trump thing is like an idea of like what they're representing of like to make america great again really means it's like kind of like slaves and fucking night. Okay, slaves might be an example, but mm. just like, dude, like, I'm the fucking tough guy that I think he will be more of a martyr. I don't think that, I think Trump represents so much more, which I guess will kind of take us into our next section of this. Yeah, of just sure. like right versus left of, uh, uh, you know, just kind of the conspiracy theories of it. But I think your average Trump voter wasn't just voting for Trump. You meet some of these good old boys of uh, the people that are like, Trump stands for our guns and our fucking and our fucking rats and our trucks and our coal. Yeah. And then you hear Trump on an interview like 10 years ago and Howard Stern, he was like, a guy fell down and he was bleeding. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, get this guy out of here. It's disgusting. Yeah, no, for sure. Up. Like, I don't want to do blood. No, but like, I think that the people that you're like... talking about, I still believe that those people are a very, uh, are a small percentage of the Trump base and the Trump supporters. I don't know. And like, I well, but like, just like, I get what you're saying though. Just to, just to like, look at the stats and the numbers, 70 million people voted for Trump and more people voted for Trump than any any other president in the history except for Biden, right? So there's definitely a huge number of people in the country that support him, okay? I don't believe that the mass majority of those people are crazy white nationalists. I don't believe that. I believe that most of those people are just Republicans that vote for Republicans every time. You know what I mean? Um, over the last... And, and I think that the over-the-top like passion from the left... Over the past 15 years, four years of Trump, and even more than that, has like further added fuel to the fire and made things a lot more divisive. He still lost by 3 million in the popular vote last year. He lost by even more than that in the popular vote this year, even if it was close. And that was like after eight years of of uh, Obama presidency and like the other Fox news and like all that hyping up the, uh, the right so much with anger and fever, you know, of, uh, of emotion, you just like we got whipped up uh, into with the four last four years. You know what I mean? But yeah, you're it, right. and to even uh, play off what you're saying too, is off the anger. Now that I've calmed down for a second, like, like Trump gets me, you are right. Cause I've also spoken to like multiple people, especially who lives in my building who uh, would have told you four years ago they probably would have voted for Trump and were, like, fiscally Republican. But, like, the idea of, like, Trump for sure. four more years is just, like, dude, that's not the Republican I'm doing. Look at John McCain's widow. And I think that, like, the, uh, Biden, uh, and, uh, uh, there's a lot of, like, fear-mongering and stuff going on, whipping everybody up about white nationalism, this, like, huge racist movement that Trump, uh, uh, that Trump, like, really represents. And I don't feel it to be true. I feel that this election was not an indictment of racism and Black Lives Matter as much as it was on coronavirus. And Trump was out there, like, blatantly going against science. And I feel that that, more than anything, is 
the reason that t- people turned him off? The people that switched well, in all of those states that flipped those the electoral college and the extra two million people that voted for him? I don't think it was as much about racism as it was about like lack of science and a, a shit show handling the coronavirus. I do, and I think that I, we both agree that if this election took place in February, he would have crushed the fucking uh, uh, election. You know what I mean? And absolutely would have won dude, without yeah, coronavirus. Earlier, you know if what I mean? It wasn't for coronavirus. I think he lost a lot of votes. And I, I agree with you in that aspect, too, because I hate the kind of thing where it's like, dude, if you voted for Trump, you're a racist. That's, That's a huge narrative, I, and I think that that makes this, people dude, very I, angry on the right. It does. And rightfully so. Hear me on this, though. Hear me on this. I don't even talk to the person who was just like, you know, I would vote for Trump. I'm usually fiscally Republican, but now I voted for Biden. But those same people, when you're like, oh, Black Lives Matter, 90% of the time, they're like, no lives matter. Like, yeah, but so that's honestly, you, uh, but even that we can, that's a different debate about, but I, I think that that does, I don't, I understand why a, a Black Lives Matter situation might be off-putting to some white people. It's not to me. I'm all supportive of Black Lives Matter, but, and, and I can understand why the over-the-top hatred of Trump would turn off some Republicans to uh, uh, make them more passionate and dig their heels into support them. And I feel that it's actually a bigger issue with the left and when you want to talk about unity I feel that like it's really been liberals in this country that have been far more instigating Absolutely. on like the division in the country for re- over the last 15 years dude like towards the end of the Bush presidency which was a joke and Bush was terrible and it was a fucking war based on lies and you know uh, weapons of mass destruction that weren't there all of that shit aside the uh, end of that presidency Bush became such a laughing stock and it was just such a joke that it was even annoying to me you couldn't fucking watch late night TV without the entire monologue being Bush jokes. And it's like, all right, folks, just fucking get over it. The entire Daily Show just yeah. got con- uh, convinced to, to, to uh, bashing Bush. That's going to turn off people, okay? Then let's take it to 2008, where John McCain is this great senator, fucking POW, war hero. If you voted for John McCain, you were a fucking certified racist for not voting for Obama. If you didn't have Obama no, okay, fever, you were a racist. Of, like, saying the extreme. That's kind of like the No, extreme. that was the narrative, though, dude. And that's going to turn people off. No, 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 not even the extreme left, dude. That was the narrative. The whole country caught Obama fever. Dude, Dude, in 2008, if you told somebody that you were voting for McCain, the prevailing thought was like, oh, geez, what are you racist? When everybody had Obama fever. I agree with you that much on that because as myself was a McCain voter. You voted for McCain? No, 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 no. I voted for Obama. But uh, I was a McCain guy up to the point where he. But you know what I'm saying, dude. Even if it's liberal. even if it's some extreme, that, that ex- those extreme people and those extreme views got a lot of attention, and that made people on the right go, "Hey, Absolutely. fuck yourself! I'm not a Absolutely. racist because I'm a Republican, and just because I don't have Obama fever doesn't make me racist." So my point is that over the last 15 years, there has been no tolerance from the left to the feelings of the right, and literally, if you have been a Republican over the last 15 years. Years, a lot of people on the left paint this narrative that you're a racist asshole. And I think hey, that's going to turn a lot you, of people uh, on the right off. Let me even give you this point, which might not even be like savory to most of our listeners, but to play both sides of the card, I heard someone on my right side, like, and maybe a little extreme right, but it was someone on the right side that I know say this, and he was just like, I noticed Manhattan's boarding up all like their shop windows and everything. Uh, do you think that's for if Trump wins or Biden wins? And it's like, dude, fucking great point. Like, yeah, no, for sure. If t- the race war was 100% going to be for like, sure. 
was going to be you know what I mean? it wasn't going to be a race uh, war as much a race revolt and it was going to be people in democratic cities burning down democratic and cities and I'm not clubbing that into so, Black Lives Matter because no, for sure. like, I try to tell and like you said friends, me and you both really support it racist fucking cops shooting people but for sure. they're not wrong at the fact that like had Trump like declared an alternate victory Tuesday night right if that was my biggest I red, was for I sure those fucking boards would have been up for a reason dude so Absolutely. I get what the right saying no dude, doubt for sure left, Needs to fucking take a breath and friggin', you know what? I'm being the fucking first to say the Geek Up podcast. Hashtag bring back Louie. All right, goddamn it, dude. But like, <laughs> I get it. The far left, and I always said it a lot, dude, ain't the party that I am about because it's some of it's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be far at anything. You shouldn't be an extreme no, view of either you person. Like, if you're an ex- if you can consider yourself an extremist, you're wrong right off the bat, and we should all be accepting that. And you can have extreme views. Feel free to have them, but that's not the place for the presidential election exactly. is extreme but views. But this time, dude, after these last four years, it seemed obvious you to vote for. And kind of, I'll even say this, dude, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, how, like, even on Tuesday on election night, uh, Fox was kind of equal as CNN was. And I was telling some people, and they're like, dude, turn on Fox News at 8 o'clock at night and tune in for Hannity, Carlson, and Ingram. And it is the fucking wildest shit. Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, and, like, Laura Ingram are the craziest people in the fucking world. And that's, like, a main media station. And then you kind of look at CNN on the left, and then even as me on the left, look at Wolf Blitzer and shit. It is, like, such unbiased fucking media, but, like... Yeah. You know, Which is another I, huge uh, storyline of this whole thing, and I feel really the biggest problem in the country and the biggest thing that we should be re- uh, uh, recognizing as a problem in the country to come out of this election is definitely not the fucking white nationalism uh, uh, you know, that's sweeping the country, even though it's not. And it's not this impending race war that's being totally manufactured and manipulated by liberal media to get people's fashion, uh, to get people's emotions all up on it. But the biggest thing that we should recognize is a huge problem in the country is the fact that we have two totally different news uh, outlets and uh, news intakes for people that there's it's literally two different truths going on in America and I guess one of them, well, uh, you can say one of them is, is the truth, but there's three sides to every story, you know right. Uh, uh, the right, the left, and the truth, and somewhere Very in true. the middle is the true, uh, uh, the true news that people are not hearing because they're only hearing news from the right or the left. Well, here's my thing, too, is that, like, and kind of like I was saying, too, is that if you watch CNN and Fox News from, like, fucking, I don't know, let's say 6 a.m. till fucking 7 p.m., you're pretty much gonna hear the same thing. Maybe they'll interview someone on the right more, like the local and the versus the left in CNN. But most people are gonna hear the same thing. It's when primetime starts, when it is like Hannity, Hannity, Carlson, and Ingram, where they give their opinion-based fucking like facts. For sure. And if you can't see me, because I'm uh, this is a podcast, mm-hmm. but I'm doing yeah, quotation yeah, marks. Sure. But the same thing with CNN and Wolf Blitzer and fucking like their facts. That's what should be gone. Like, dude, no one's looking. I mean, and I think that this is all fucking radio show opinions because then someone on the extreme side takes it as fact. Like, well, Tucker Carlson last night said that fucking Obama's going to eat my baby and take my guns and fucking like on the left. And I shouldn't just blame the left because, of course, it happens on the right as well. I'm saying on CNN, I guess, like. You're allowed to rape people according to John McCain. It's like, what are you fucking talking yeah. about, dude? Like, but I think that right now we should be – that's a pretty new phenomenon, especially on social media as well, which is a huge thing. And uh, me and you have already I'm had sorry, our I big social media debate. Too, you know? But the uh, I think that right now we should definitely – there's no way that both uh, parties – 
could not recognize that there's a huge difference in the news that we believe. And as a country, we should definitely do something about it to change that. And like right now, if you're on the right, you have to be looking at the news that people on the left uh, watch and go, you guys are crazy. What you're watching is lies. Like if there's a recognition on both sides of that, we definitely need to do something to rectify that situation. And we need to find some way, some means of communication in the middle. And if we don't make an effort as a country to do that then we're just going to further get divided by left media steering people that the country's about to break into a race war because white nationalism is this huge thing even though record numbers of black people voted for Trump and then the right media is going to continue to feed misinformation about crazy conspiracy theories about Obama selling the coronavirus to the Chinese and like right now we should all definitely recognize that the media and news is totally fucked up at least in the way that we are taking it into our lives right now and we need to do something to change that you know we've talked about the social because yeah just the idea of uh you can't censor media because then what are we uh russia but maybe they got the right idea and i don't mean like maybe hot take but like dude you don't even have to report the facts fucking the media needs to be hot taked or fact checked and uh, well this was my point for the days of like dan or fucking what am i trying to think of like the the walter cronkite the walter cronkite where they just report the news no one gave a shit like you were supposed to be a third party I'm just reading the news. What's your opinion on it? I'm just a fucking deliverer sure. of the news, dude. So I feel and that, that and like I think it, that, you know, as, like as social media has fucking... got more and more important, but Correct. I feel like it'll be tough okay, for the news. Are we going back to your uh, the hater only uh, politicians Twitter account? Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I, think, that's, <laughs> I think that's the, the road that we're going is there's going to be more verified accounts, social media things, and there's going to be like a new, uh, a new media organization comes up well, that like specifically the- goes after that kind of market and that kind of demo and like a heavily fact-based thing and once it starts from the beginning and at the uh, 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 birth of that we can uh, both sides can get in and agree then it'll be a lot easier. Like right now, we're not going to change Fox or MSNBC into the reliable news source. So it's going to have to be something brand new. You know what I mean? And And it's the way that the uh, media is really, news uh, is now coming more through social media than actual television news things. You know what I mean? And there necessarily shouldn't be a burden of proof on MSNBC to deliver news as much as entertain their audience. So there needs to be another regulated news uh, either social media or broadcasting system that is an undisputably fact-based, like opinion-free media Absolutely. outlet. You know what I mean? Whether it's social media or, or television news media, whatever it is. And I like, actually agree with you. And like, isn't this the thing that like I just feel like people are so talking left to right? Like that's what we should all be talking about right now. Is just fucking like. But even then, like I guess we'll even kind of like wrap up the politician or like the election aspect of it and maybe get like we got we are living in coronaville we need to talk about some of that but let's just talk about in the aspect of it dude that like sure dude most of us you and i have talked about this off mic i've never met somebody besides me jokingly around who was in that commercial with old joey b uh 34 33 years ago I, uh, I've never met anybody who was just like, dude, I've always wanted Biden to be president. Yeah, no, I've for sure. never not been a Biden president. He was but a vice president right. fucking 12 years ago when yeah. he was like 60 for a reason. You know what I mean? He's but not the know, most right. charismatic fella in the world. Agree, we'll agree that like Biden probably wasn't our number one guy. And it's crazy. It sounds Bernie kind of had the right idea, but uh, 
you can on the right have to agree that Trump, dude, fucking is ridiculous and insane. <laughs> and yeah. like, come on, he is objectively hilarious. But like I was saying earlier, then fucking vote Jeff Ross as president. You know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, my because... theory was that everybody loved him because he uh, was hilarious, something new, it was fresh. He still lost in the popular vote. And honestly, I just feel that the country, another thing I just want to say about the fear in the country is everybody wants to paint this off even as a loss for Democrats because even though Biden won, there were still 70 million people voted for Trump and all this. Just in general, mm-hmm. the way that the country is, 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 is trending, me and you were both, we were both born in 83, right? The uh, uh, first election that we were born to, the first election of our lives was in 84, okay? Reagan beat Mondale by 20 million in the popular vote, okay? Republican won by 20 million. In 2008, Obama won by 10 million. So 30 million people switched from Republican to Democrat. Uh, uh, Since 2008, minorities from both parties in all regions of the country have come flooding in the Senate and the House. Gay marriage has been recognized in more and more states. Marijuana is legalized in more and more states. Hard That's drugs are being thing. decriminalized. Uh, uh, you know, gambling is being legal legalized. Religious-based <laughs> legislation has totally gone away. Seven out yeah, of man. eight popular votes have been won by Democrats. Like, the, there's uh, like if you look at the last the social progression of the last 35 years of our country, we're heading in the right direction. And the Absolutely. news is not going to tell you that. The news is going to tell you about the race war that's going on. But we have to focus on the positive. And the 70 million Trump supporters. Even the fact that Hillary lost four years ago. You're right, 100. percent We were this close. We're on the precipice of having our first woman president, dude. For sure. You know I mean? Yeah, a woman, you know a woman presidential nomination. Like We've had two like, women vice presidential nominations. Like the country is heading in the right place. So the fact that 40 million, the fact that 70 million people voted for Trump does not mean that there's 70 million white nationalists in the country. It just means that 40 percent of the people vote for the, par- the the party that they vote for every year because there's this crazy party loyalty, and you're basically indoctrinated to your party. It's like you have your fucking religion, your baseball team and the fucking political party that you're going to affiliate with for the rest of your lives and very few people flip-flop from that and that's why you wind up and then you spend 15 years literally calling them fucking racist ignorant racist assholes for feeling that way and then you wonder why the country is fractured like there's definitely you know for everything that's going good in the country there's no uh, 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 recognition or acceptance or tolerance of any counter thought, even though we're kind of cleaning up right now. You know, over the span of my life, right, things dude, are going I mean, good and you, you uh, things are going like in the right that, direction. Dude. You know, so and that's why you gotta look at us at the Geek Up podcast for your news source. Goddamn it! You know what I mean? With all the bad going on, listen to everything Liam just said, dude. Fucking gay marriage or fucking. It's amazing. I mean, it's not perfect. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a. But working towards it, dude. Yeah, for sure. Look at the way that we've changed in the last like two years of what you can say or not say. I'll be the first to say it. Four years ago, I used to throw the word faggot around. Me and you both have stopped saying faggot. Like, Jesus, what more do you want from us? (laughs) Exactly. I didn't even dress up as Homie the Clown this Halloween. Like, things (laughs) things are different. And I guess just keeping in that light note, too, because you know what? Like, the country is, has a lot more to do. This is about the election coverage that we can do. But can we take a breath? Can we smile a little bit? And that's got us taking a closer look at something. Can we maybe look at the things that are entertaining us during this time? Closer look, closer look, closer look. Break out the telescope. Then the microscope. All of the other scopes. It's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close. Take a closer look. Closer look. Closer look.
Wow, closer look, Andre Davi. It's glad to hear that his voice isn't hoarse after all this uh, <laughs> passionate yelling. In this time of gloom and doom, the goddamn Geeked Up podcast is doing a goddamn intense election special. So it's good to have the angelic voice of old Andre Davi. Well, Andre Davi, the voice of reason in this country. Uh, kind of remind us that we're all here. We're all the I same. mean, Kamala Harris is kind of doing the Andre Davi look, almost. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong with that? The, the long hair? Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's bust out all her other scopes. I mean, seriously, at this time of fucking COVID, don't we have to bust out all of our other scopes? Was, uh, yeah, seriously. Definitely take a closer look at your uh, medical uh, at your medical history at a time like this. But look, like I'm saying is that like obviously we're doing a whole election special about it. It's our goddamn second one. Uh, fuck, man! If Trump didn't get elected, here's a great point. If Trump didn't get elected four years ago, do you think we would have had one, let alone two election specials on the Geeked Up podcast? If Hillary got elected yeah, four right. years ago, it'd be like, hey, well, what happened? And now let's talk about uh. <laughs> You would have made a hilarious fat ankles joke before uh, getting into Avenger news. (laughs) We never would have had a goddamn secret agent Ronnie, but these are the goddamn times we're living in. But the things we're doing now is kind of just focusing on... And if this time it was Hillary as the incumbent versus like a new Trump, who knows? Me and you might have done the podcast that me and Ross did four years ago, where we (laughs) 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 and then took it down after he won. (laughs) Check out a UTI podcast episode. Uh, but dude, honestly, in this time of doom and gloom, and even in celebratory times, like we've been talking about this whole episode, there is still just like so much to deal with. And this is just kind of the, taking a closer look at some of the stuff that's been making me and Liam, or Liam and I, I don't know, uh, laugh in kind of all this. And uh, if you've been listening to us while we report on like all of our corona news, we've talked about a lot of the cool things we've been doing on Zoom, and not only ourselves, but like Josh Gad doing his little reunion shows, and Krasinski doing uh, his uh, good news thing. That's more corona stuff. You know, kind of bring me to this, though. The South Park and we barely touched about it in the Geek Up podcast, but South Park did do their uh, Corona special, but we had so much stuff because much like the goddamn coronavirus, uh, it's become political and right or left. So obviously South Park touched on the, uh, <laughs> obviously the, uh, yeah, okay, the, nice. the politicalness of uh, the Corona. And Let me guess, Cartman was I, an anti-masker. Well, dude, I know you haven't watched uh, South Park for a lot of seasons. But instead of them obviously just like doing a Trump illustration and like making fun of Trump, you know that they've turned Mr. Garrison has essentially has turned himself into Trump. It's Mr. Garrison is Trump in uh, the South Park universe. But does he play he's Mr. Like, Garrison or he plays Trump? Himself, he's dyed himself orange and he has like the blonde hair. He's just in that <laughs> universe. He is still Mr. Garrison, but he's Trump. He's doing all the Trump things. Okay, he interesting. looks like Trump. And he's going against Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, but he's still just like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm fucking Mr. Garrison, I'm president now. I didn't want to be here. Okay, it's, uh, That's interesting. Wild, it's this wild thing that they've like, kind of a done. Mind fuck of a, of a molding of, of a mashup of characters. In the South Park universe, Trump is president, which she is, but it's Mr. Garrison, and his vice president is uh, Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love where they're going there. And, and then in terms of the uh, com- drive a car, he, he or she runs over somebody because right before he uh, uh, got his sex change, he like crashed into somebody and, you know, killed him via manslaughter, via like a vehicle manslaughter. So is that a real story? Or- that's a real story. Oh, like okay. right before Bruce Jenner turned to Caitlyn Jenner, 
he got like a fender bender and like the person died. But uh, every time they show Caitlyn, so I guess Cannon's men outfire, can't drive. Ooh, no, women <laughs> can't drive. He was doing he was doing the transition. Oh, I see. But every time the they show Caitlyn uh, drive in South Park, he like she like runs over. Okay, somebody. I see. Every even time to this day, every time they're showing in, the vice president drive for some reason, but even in the COVID special. In terms of the COVID special, though, so what did they do for Corona, though? What were, like, the... Did Kenny die? What was uh, the... uh, Did they take on... Were there Karens? What were... Give me the... A lot of it was Cartman not wanting to go back to school. But he's been loving quarantine. I've been loving quarantine. (laughs) Love school and Zoom. And he had this whole Zoom, like, thing where, like, a picture of him, like, paying attention. All right, nice. He had hacked Zoom. It was mostly uh, jokes like that, but there was still a lot of like debates and elections. Must and watch or what? Was it a hilarious? <laughs> for um, them putting it together for just this, and uh, it, but I don't know. It was kind of a disappointment, but it was also kind of an answer to them just like responding like every meme, being like, "Can't wait to see what South Park does with 2020." <laughs> Have they that. not had? Uh... Uh, uh, they haven't done any episodes since Corona has started. No, Corona? they just put out that one special. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Do they just uh, postpone their season, or are, like they still actively? I think a lot of it was like South Park is still an active like, show for Comedy Central, right? Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Like, I'm out of the South Park show. loop a little bit here, but but like in the world of Comedy Central, like South Park could do no wrong. Interesting. Honestly, even when South Park started, not to go into a South Park deep dive, but we've talked about this. Well, I mean, probably a lot on this podcast, but. When South Park first started, Comedy Central was just like old David Spade stand-ups. And yeah, like that's true. Of definitely, and uh, they really did put them on the, on the map for sure. Yeah. And honestly, for a show that's this long, you know, fucking thirty years later or whatever it is, that show came out hot. Like, you know, for a, a, a small network was fucking like a pop culture phenomenon, and now fucking right. 20 years later or whatever it is, it it's still like, just uh, going. The Simpsons on steroids, and it was like, oh, well. And it's funny to see like all the shows that have kind of like tried to copy South Park's thing of just like being offensive for the sake of being offensive. And it's like, no, it's not what they were doing. They always had like a smart message behind it. Yeah, yeah, it. for sure. And it was originally about like the censorship and like the Simpsons, but I digress, you know? <laughs> but like that's kind of the stuff that's been making me laugh, you know? For sure. I'd say oh. another kind of one similar to that, and it's uh, a genius but also its relevancy and it just coming out off the presses. But how about Borat? We've kind of got into that uh, one. Uh, we talked a little bit about it, I think, on one of these shows. But obviously the huge political we implications. We, with... actually, uh, we actually talked about it on the episode I was on on the Big LW podcast. Okay, that's right. Yes, on the Jammin' World. We, All right, nice. We were talking about, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think... some of our favorite uh... – uh, Halloween songs? No, yeah, we're doing our I Halloween uh, uh, Halloween costumes, our music it costumes. It wasn't podcast, so I was really tuned out, all right? <laughs> it was, uh, but uh, we had to, I had to get your Borat take, I guess. But uh, yeah. uh, that was definitely, uh, uh, first of all, fucking amazingly funny. No doubt about it. But uh, Shockingly, uh, for us living in a time where, like, Finally, a Dumb and Dumber sequel came out, and I was like, "Oh, it doesn't hold up anymore. Like, it's, it's lost that. Uh, you know what I'm kind of meaning? For sure. Like, it's lost that like pop or like what it was. The surprise of it, or like, yeah, so no, like, no a doubt. That movie to uh, really not be advertised at all because we did talk about the Wuhan redneck singing and dancing, but that was very covertly at the time. At the time, time, at the time we didn't know. even know. Yeah, 
It was just an oh, a Sasha Baron Cohen. No, I feel like the time right. helped because, like, when Borat was so hot, it was one of those things you can't uh, realistically pull off the gag in fucking 2010 because Borat was such a fucking big thing. Now, 10 years later, whatever it is, after that, it's just. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, there were people that literally spoke exclusively, like, in Borat voice. Fucking, uh. But uh, 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 now it feels like the you know like you could almost get away with doing the impression again because people might have forgot the whole daughter thing was like a real logical thing to tie it in and make it work. Uh, Amazing. Still feel I mean, like there's definitely. I mean, the Giuliani thing really stole the headlines. Although just right off the bat with Giuliani. Okay, we'll talk about Giuliani was, first. Although burying the, the lead with Giuliani is all I can say. But I agree with you because you and I talked about it. I think it was maybe even off mic about just, like, how excited we were to watch this. Uh, I think maybe on the podcast I talked about how, like, Sasha Baron Cohen claimed that uh, he was going to bury some political yeah, person's sure. uh, career. And then, like, leading up to it, it really looked like, like the articles came out and reviewers, again, the fucking goddamn movie reviewers, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But they were just, uh, I mean, listen to Netflix and chat if you want to know more. But really, they were just like, oh, Giuliani was so seduced by a 15-year-old girl. Yeah, what a yeah. crazy story I've seen it there's no coming out of this and you and I objectively watching this movie <coughs> excuse me and wanting to see Giuliani like go down in flames dude, nothing like that happened at all it was a yeah, I mean, for sure, it's... sexually compromising situation but they never let on that the reporter was 15. No, for sure. You know what I mean? And the whole point of the reporter's character is she's playing a girl that's, like, trying her best to win him over by throwing herself at him sexually. And it's just, like, it's it's embarrassing for any man to be shown under the spell of a beautiful woman. That's, like, a, like an embarrassing thing, and it makes any man look... I don't care if you're fucking John Wayne, if you're showing John Wayne trying to get pussy, it makes him look like a fucking asshole, you know what I mean? So it's just, uh, uh, uh it's definitely puts him in an unflat light i do well, think that right, what's that's up? like such a good thing like you put the coolest guy in the world and you show them getting yeah you show them like trying to flirt with the girl they look yeah, like a loser like, like i'm sorry it's like, yeah exactly <laughs> i mean do i think he was trying to rub his dick so it would get hard e- uh, easier when they had sex which he thought was definitely about to happen yes i do think that's why i don't think oh, he was tucking in his that? shirt i don't think that dude i really do think he was like taking his mic pack off okay yeah i think to me that's like kind of like obviously i think that he thought he was about to get some so he was kind of just rubbing it a little bit so it was active like when they did get back to conversation drink a little more whiskey you know what i mean but he's like fucking 70s gotta like warm his gotta fucking uh... giuliani from steve giuliani has been in enough interviews and press conferences where he knows i guarantee that like even i'll even say like megan kelly of fox news Definitely has never followed like Trump or Giuliani and like helped him take his mic off and been like, oh, lay down the bed. Like, I don't know. I felt like he probably had fucked some little conservative reporter in, in a similar fashion, to be honest. Sure. To me, but, I think uh, it would have been better if they would have like uh, – because I definitely get it. Like, during that scene, Sasha Baron Cohen does come in. That's like, the craziest part. The camera guy. That's not even the craziest part because here's my hot take on it is that like when they go down the hallway and they start like doing their lines, he's like, man, you're done. I have to do this. You'll die. That's obviously filmed later. Like that yeah, was yeah, filmed yeah. in his hotel room. They do that in another hotel yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, the crazy part was just him coming in in disguise and be like, oh, we got him. I don't think any of the What, in the like, like uh, uh, lingerie thing or as the cameraman? 
Oh, well, I mean, as a cameraman. I'm sure as a cameraman, sure. he probably came in and, like, did a voice. I guarantee he didn't even do Borat voice. I guarantee he was just like, we have to fix your mic. I guarantee all that was post-edit of him being like, don't do this. I guarantee that's okay, I see. bullshit, dude. Like, because that was the point where it's like, Julian, okay, away, I see. Dude. That's a good call. Because, I like, there's definitely, way. and there is a lot of, like, there's confirmed... You know, there is a lot of like magic of editing and movie making that took place in this whole thing. You know what I mean? So uh, uh, you don't know exactly what to believe in terms of you know the. Uh, well, the uh, made you to believe that he came in there and was like, "Don't do this," and she's like, "Go away, camera guy! I'm doing this." And Julianne's like, <laughs> which obviously makes him look an idiot. And again, I'm not like. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, he really looks terrible. Really but, honestly, I've literally like spent the last... I fucking grew up in the suburbs of New York City. In, uh, uh, I was 18 years old after 2011, and I've spent the last 20 years fucking arguing with people about what a douche Giuliani is in New York for 20 years after 9-11, and even I'm giving him a pass, okay? I've, I've had more Giuliani's a douche arguments than anybody on the planet. And even I'm going to be like, dude, fucking, you can get me fucking looking twice yeah. as bad with fucking any chick that came to the bar that I worked at. You know what I mean? So I'm going to fucking, I'm not going to jump on the fucking, hang him for this. I'm going to fucking hang him for all of the, he left his wife to fucking, uh, he kicked his wife out of the fucking Gracie mansion to fucking move in with his side piece. Like he's a, dude, he announced that he was getting a divorce from his wife to the press. His wife heard about it like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he's done all, he's been a fucking scumbag for like 20 years. He's fucking, but, uh, uh, the, I guess if you listen, if you were a part of our, uh, our uh, uh, geeked up Halloween trivia contest, he literally looks like Nosferatu, one of my uh, trivia answers. He literally <laughs> looks like the long fingered vampire. Fucking, yeah, like, for sure. And we'll get into maybe another Giuliani spoof in a minute here. But uh, uh, back to Bart, though. Like I said, burying the lead with Giuliani, because if that wasn't, like, if the press didn't tell you that that was a huge story and it wasn't, like, Trump's lawyer before the election, the main takeaway from that movie is definitely the moon blood scene. The fucking the period scene was probably the most outrageous thing I've ever seen. And I literally watched it a la our Halloween specials with my fucking, like, fingers through my hand and my fucking hand on the fast (laughs) forward button. And just like uh, not like I couldn't watch, knowing when they teased what was gonna happen, and I had to like look over my shoulder to see the fucking to see the uh, horror show. The whole thing was like insane because you kind of knew what was gonna happen, and again, you realize that like they're not in Borat costumes, so these dumb fucking like Southern socialites have no idea what's about to happen. Like, for sure, it's an easy thing to con your way into, being like, oh, we're from out of town. So, but that's one of those magic about anything. When she's fucking like so showing her bloody pussy, somebody would have jumped in and stopped it. Somebody would have like cut the music or like done something. That's a very famous, and that's what he kind of plays off of. That's a very famous psychological test, and it happened in Queens actually, like twenty years ago where this guy kind of, like, took his kid outside. This is going to sound very dark and grim. But this guy took his kid outside and, like, literally beat his kid to death in front of, like, a crowd of people. And it's one of those uh, psychological things that you, as, like, a social crowd, watch something like this thinking that somebody else is obviously going to do something. Where they've ran tests like this, where, like, one of the tests was, like, literally they put one person in the room and they kind of, like, put fake gas in it, and the person, like, freaks out and tries, like, get a, like, tries to figure out how to get out, like, covers up the vents, and then they'll put a group of, like, 20 people in a room, and they'll start, like, putting in fake gas, and then everyone will just kind of sit there and be like... Yeah, yeah, interesting. So yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, very no, thing where, like, I mean, honestly, if you were there, 
mean, but I mean, dude, it was like a lot of young girls. Like, I think some chaperone, some adult, and like, it, it's just shocking to believe. You like and, to think that? Yeah, dude, for sure. Like, and the whole point think... of the fucking movie is to suspend that disbelief. So I'm not trying to critique it. Like, nobody cares about the editing of fucking Borat. It's just hilarious. But I mean, but, I mean like that was easily the most outrageous thing that I fucking. Uh, but let's uh, also talk about the. Uh, I guess I could, I could say this for geeked up news, but let's talk about the real hero of the Borat movie, and it was the babysitter that watched his oh, daughter yeah, yeah, while he sure. was like trying to get her plastic surgery. There's now a GoFundMe thing that's reached up to like four hundred thousand dollars of people like sending that lady money. Yeah, yeah, for, like, for sure. Just being the best woman in the world, but I'm dude, like, she's like by to... far and away the most realistic character, you know, like in She's that real. movie. Does she is real. The babysitter. No, no, real. I know, but I'm just saying, like, she's the only person that reacts the way. Like, the whole reason that that movie is popular is because you're watching the reactions of the rednecks dealing with Borat. That's essentially the comedy. Borat's does don't people like from Kazakhstan don't really act like that. It's all a character. So all okay. of the comedy is us watching dumb rednecks think that Borat's real. So he says he's gonna fucking give his uh, daughter a cage, and they go, oh, jeez, yeah, nine hundred bucks or whatever. Like. That is, we're laughing at it because that's not a real, like, that's an, an insane way to handle that situation. The only person that handles it, like, 90% of the world was the fucking babysitter. Like, that's how every person watching again, it would handle Borat. Kind of to my point, the babysitter was in an individual experience, whereas like, yeah, that's a call situation yeah, sure. where she is just like, all right, Jesus Christ, like, this girl is going to, yeah, like, yeah. But it's surgically, like, mutilated. For sure. Crazy dad. Uh, titties will help me swim. And it is titties. But what did you think that, like, honestly, like, and I'd like to believe that literally, like, 90% of the people in that situation would act just like her. You know what I mean? In that situation, I like to think 100% too. But I mean, the the whole rest of the movie obviously fucking leads you otherwise. So it's just like. I think, but even then, I think the cutaway is literally the daughter walking into the plastic surgery place. Like, yeah, there's only sure. so much you can do. I mean, like, there's a real, I like, think, Venn diagram or something of, like, how much I care about being a good person versus, like, how much is going <laughs> yeah, to cut into, sure. like, well, I was going to jump on what Xbox you can do about like, it. Yeah, 10, yeah. and they're not going to take this girl. And, uh, yeah, I'll yeah. keep an eye on it. I'll go here tomorrow and follow up, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, but, yeah. But, you know, I'm not even talking about entertainment. Let's just talk about something funny that's been going on in the real world. We're talking about things that made us laugh. How about just like in the real world? How about the fucking meeting outside the Four Seasons uh, construction company? <laughs> yes. Uh, between like the dildo <laughs> shop and the fucking like, dude, I would give, dude, as someone who, we've talked about this before, as someone who like realizes they're wrong in an argument and just be like, well, fuck, I got to push forward and just like stick to my point, even though I know I'm wrong. What a fucking move on their part of being like, this is not a Four Seasons hotel. This is a goddamn Four Seasons. Yeah. Like, ah, fuck it. Like, is that coming. confirmed? Like, that, forward, like, like, was it a clerical like, mistake? I haven't even, like, followed up on how it actually happened. But, like, did they were they expecting the hotel? Or was there just, like, did they just find an open space and happen to be called the Four Seasons? And they're like, oh, I fuck. mean, I just can't honestly, wait to have to go wait on, like, I'm just uh, uh, over under 45-minute wait online to take a picture outside the Four Seasons Lance. I mean, dude, company honestly, next time I'm in Philly because you're probably right. Is it probably was a like right move? Like, look, we're still with the working man and all that. We're having our conference and like a hard work. 
But, dude, I still feel like it was called Four Seasons. There was no one on their PR team that was like, hey, maybe not Four Seasons. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get fucking laughed out of the building with this thing. Yeah, for sure. And I also just want to think in a time of uh, everyone uses GPS to get everywhere, like the days of using maps and atlases and road signs are gone. It's like where your phone's telling you to go. And then there's the one idiot found the Four Seasons and gave everyone the address. I was like, all right, I was following the uh, (laughs) the address. And it showed up there, dude. The landscaping company next to a place that does dildo madness every dude, fucking month. Like, the dildo sex shop. Yeah, dude. That, like, like uh, I hope I hope they're printing T-shirts because that's going to be an epic collector's item. But there was yeah, really a lot of right, like. As a, uh, sorry to interrupt, but as a landscaping company, like what a move to never correct them either. Like you guys have room <laughs> yeah, for all sure. of us? Like, yeah, dude. Sure, <laughs> yeah, we sure we'll host a presidential press conference. Yeah, like in sounds... a time of COVID, dude, like it's a business that's not going anywhere. Dude. Yeah, no, for sure. Already... I'll start the goddamn GoFundMe. I mean, uh, uh, but there has been a lot of other and just kind of like what I was saying earlier. I just really feel that the Trump whole campaign and party is not doing themselves any favor. And I think they're losing a lot of respect, even from people that were inclined to support them throughout things like that hilarious press conference. And just a lot of the other like Trump literally suing Michigan to stop the count when he was when he was behind on the vote. And that kind of just like the way that he bumblefucked that entire uh, election night process and the handling of it all even like the trump supporters that showed up in maricona copa county chanting stop the vote when that was the one state that trump needed the vote to continue on like he was picking up votes in arizona so trump was suing like arizona to keep on voting even though he was suing michigan to stop voting but the fans in arizona like didn't get the memo and showed up chanting like with machine guns trying to stop the vote even though he was losing at the time (laughs) so there's just been a lot of that has just been hilarious to watch them totally bumblefuck their way through this. You know what's crazy about Trump, too? you got to figure he's got, what, at least 50 different lawyers for, like, one for every state, right? And then you got to figure that's just, like, the ones to sue every county they got on retain. It's fucking wild to think about that. The other thing to do, like you're saying, is, like, I can't remember if it was, like, that was a county where they were, like, stop the vote. And then it, like, pans over to, like, another thing. They're, like, count all the votes, but I didn't win. It's, like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like... Which is it, dude? Uh... Yeah, so I mean, that whole, like, you just, like, he looked, like, you just right off the bat make yourself look like a total phony when you're suing one state to stop the vote and, like, uh, uh, encouraging another state to keep counting. So, like, a lot of that has been just, you know, Eric Trump tweeting uh, uh, the Minnesota. Did you see that whole thing? He, like, scheduled his Minnesota tweet a week late. So that came out, and he's been getting fucking Dude, Dude, Eric Trump literally did in real life what I text you. I, uh, I mean, me and Liam exchanged texts that I don't know who's on the geeked up, but I got one of those like texts on the day of voting and it was like, Hey, I'm Alex from the democratic left side. And, oh yeah. Uh, you were telling me. I'm, uh, requiring you to vote today. Can I count on your vote and remind your friends of Pennsylvania? And I was like, Hey man, pretty hungover. I'm just going to vote tomorrow. I, I got Biden, but I'm going to vote tomorrow. And the guy was literally like, all right, remind your friends of Philadelphia. Also, you know voting ends tomorrow, right? You got all real people, you, you idiot. Hear it. Do you know that you gave that guy a heart attack, though? He spent the next, like, the days between Saturday, uh, Tuesday and Saturday telling everybody, no, dude, people really don't know. I talked to this guy that thought he could vote tomorrow. Like, people are stupid. You don't understand. 
There's just you trolling him. The only guy that responded without a uh, go fuck yourself or uh, (laughs) nothing. Uh, Yeah, dude. Amazing. That was one of the things, for instance, as a closer look, entertained me during all this. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It was that guy's panic response. It's like, hey, dude, you know. uh, Yeah, for sure. But uh, but uh, I guess another, and I guess I kind of teased it earlier. But uh, and they're always, you know, at the uh, uh, at the, uh, and they're always, you know, uh, at the head of uh, uh, political and socially uh, relevant uh, comedy. But SNL had a lot of uh, oh, yes. election coverage and election old comedy SNL, going on. Who uh, old SNL? Who always keep it right in the middle. They make fun of both sides, don't they? Old SNL. <laughs> <laughs> they at least give you characters of both anyway but of course but i guess I mean, the big uh uh big i'd say it was the big breakout thing for them was uh jim carrey as biden who uh, uh did a pretty good job i'd yeah. say who used to you do know, biden dude, or like who uh, used to jason do... uh jason sudeikis, sudeikis. Jason okay, sudeikis so. used to do biden and he should have well the big joke in snl is they couldn't find someone to do biden it started with woody harrelson when woody harrelson oh, wow, i didn't even biden. know that uh, no, 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 not even during the Sedegas days, like after like Biden like got the thing, uh, Woody Harrelson hosted and he played Biden. Then Jason Sedegas came back and they did the funniest clip of uh, actually making fun of Biden. Because if you remember fucking like eight years ago, Sedegas used to play Biden as a straight fucking like moron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, I vaguely remember so, that from the Bi- uh, from the Obama like vice presidency days. But dude, fuck! If you want to remember like how unwoke the world was, if you want really to remember who do you who do you think played Obama for years on SNL? <laughs> and dude, that would go fucking so un- like so check it out. It was Fred Armisen, Fred Armisen for like yeah. four years. Fred Armisen was just like, oh uh, okay, uh, Obama. <laughs> So it was like, what the fuck? Yeah, what are we yeah, doing? yeah, for sure. But honestly, dude. But Jim Carrey was kind of, like, and I feel more like uh, significant just in name recognition than in any like funny character traits or bringing anything to Biden. Like Sudeikis no, was a, probably a more memorable interpretation. I just thought it was weird and kind of interesting that like, wow, Jim Carrey, one of the fucking biggest stars in comedy is doing this. Like that's. It was one of those things too, though, that like, I always up to this point would have assumed Jim Carrey because he's all woke and weird now. I just would have assumed, like, Jim Carrey, much like Kanye West, was a Trump supporter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's a good it call. It was a good reveal to be like, oh, Jim Carrey's playing Biden? Like, all right, yeah, dude, that's a good call. Like, Jim Nothing Carrey, been... honestly, in the last couple of years, has been, like, one, like, thought away of being like, I should run for president. Like, you're Canadian. It doesn't matter. <laughs> or, that's more of my rock than Jim Carrey. But you know what I mean here. Yeah, yeah. No, no, for Speaking sure. Rock and Jim Carrey, and I, not even to jump around, but... Dude, how great was it to see Jim Carrey do a fucking, finally, after years, an Ace Ventura callback on SNL? I know, yeah. Dude, that was the best. But, you know, I mean, like, let's put it this way. Maya Rudolph is is now playing Kamala, which is a four-year gig. Uh, Alec Baldwin, which kind of, again, kind of makes me to my point about Hillary four years ago, or didn't really think. Uh, Trump is going to win. Then Alec Baldwin did. I posted four years ago, and I was like, "What does Alec Baldwin have a permanent job in SNL now?" Yeah, and I mean, yeah, SNL pretty much. Got to do one of those things where, like, dude, you have fucking what 14, 15 talented cast members. Dude, I'm Devin Barnes from the Geeked Up, and I do the best Trump impression you've ever heard in your life. 
give one of these fucking kids yeah. a shot. I mean, and you're I'm right. Like, That's a good call. That like, it's not like a, it's not something that you know Colin Jost couldn't pull off or whoever the fuck that you know what I mean. But uh, Baldwin sure. does do a great job, and I do think that there is some he cool star that, like, quality to get him in as like a guest feature or whatnot. Is always has, brings a little bit of buzz to it. But you're right when it becomes such like an uh, regular in and oh, out. Like spot, he might dude. as well be part of Malik Baldwin. Like the uh, opening monologue of him <laughs> standing there eating well, a hot dude. dog. Like fucking throw him in there under Gray's papaya. You know, like don't worry, I've done the math. Right now, the current cast. If I was a member, my name would come first. Okay, nice. Do an alphabetical order. Alphabetical order. order. Right, nice. and, uh, I don't know. Let me ask you this. I mean, this is kind of uh, we can keep this on air, maybe not, but. Uh, have you ever had a thing in your head where, like, what would your opening SNL thing be? Oh, that's a good call. I think it definitely is the eating a hot dog. Was, right? uh, I came up with mine in college, and mine was, uh, it would be me rolling a cigarette, because it would be a joint, and then, like, looking up, like, Devin Barnes be like, Okay, nice, nice. Ah, not bad, yeah, dude. Not bad, not bad. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> yeah, I think mine would probably included spilling mustard on my shirt somehow, but <laughs> I like bad. your cigarette. I like your joint thing. That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, that's a Liam then, not a Liam now. <laughs> but but uh, look at I guess one thing we should talk about about SNL, though, because much like us and the Geek Up podcast, this is our second uh our uh, second uh, politics episode, Donald Trump 2020. <laughs> but uh, much like us, SNL did it again. Actually, and, can uh, I even I... interrupt you real quick before you get into that? Can I just give you even one more political character from SNL that I feel is the real highlight of the uh, and show stealer of them all? But the yeah, uh, uh, Kate... I had a pretty good. I had a pretty good uh, bring up there. I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna Let's stick with my yeah. No, but the <laughs> Kate McKinnon as Giuliani is definitely oh, the dude. funniest political thing they got going like my rudolph is really over with the fans so she yeah, gets a big yeah. pop as my uh, uh as uh, kamala harris obviously but dude. she doesn't add like anything great to that you know t- uh, baldwin no, as trump McKinnon. is a little tired uh, uh, uh like you said jim carrey is biden nothing special but kate mckinnon is giuliani just fucking a like the sight test is fucking hilarious but then she like nails the voice she's a fucking hilarious comedian with the uh, uh content you know what she really does there's nothing she if you want to have a good laugh look at the uh when they were doing the last judge of the current one but uh brett kavanaugh when uh kate mckinnon was playing lindsey graham is fucking like also okay I didn't really see that. really 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 funny dude but also i will say this dude mikey day who was one of the newer cast members playing donald trump jr on like the weekend updates and the other guy Whose name I forget, unfortunately, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't but, uh, see. Who plays Eric Trump, dude. They're fucking hilarious. Okay, hilarious. They've got Trump. But Mikey uh... Day plays Mikey Day, who's a cast member in SNL, plays uh Don Jr. Dude, so oh, nice. you gotta look that up. good, dude. Okay, so oh dude, we'll talk after and uh, I'll send you some links. But uh the other thing we should talk about though, and like I kinda was like joking around about is uh this is our second big politic episode. And SNL's big one was four years ago, too, with Dave Chappelle yeah. on, uh, hosting again. And uh, you know what? Four years ago, I'm going to be – here's my hot take, because Dave Chappelle just hosted SNL again. The Saturday where Joe Biden was elected. i tell you what. Four years ago, I, he wasn't angry enough. He's had enough specials where, like, his one special where he filmed at home after, uh, I believe it was George Floyd was murdered by the police. Yep. Dude, really, it was like, why isn't Dave Chappelle running for office? But four years ago, I believe his last thing was just like, uh, let's give him a chance and uh, see how uh, well he does. And he's regretted it since. But this year, it was just, dude, 
his opening act was funny. Would you agree? Yeah, I'm like... actually interesting. I'm waiting to hear your take. I actually texted you to see your thoughts. Never heard back. So now, live on the show, I True. get to hear your opinion. But I guess for me, dude, and the thing that I texted you, for me, the number one, the lead story with his monologue anyway, was why was he smoking? Like, didn't it kind of come out and just, like, seem to be a little bit, like, not taking it seriously, fucking a little disrespectful to SNL dude, on this, like, crazy historic moment because SNL is known as like current comedy political you know uh, humor is always a huge part of the show it's this like historic day in the country this fucking like civil rights comic is hosting it could have like I was expecting this like appointment TV must watch monologue he comes out like smoking a cigarette and doing like fucking like a half hearted you know set that uh, I feel like was you know like, like 15 minutes at the comedy cellar you know what I mean like I have big theories about that dude one of these things is I said that same thing to A.H. And I was like, dude, historical night. Like, fucking speeches going on. He's smoking. And then uh, Ashley, but I'm just going to say it. Ashley, it's 2020, babies, Biden. <laughs> Ashley Hughes said, uh, like, dude, that's his stick now. He used to also not slap the microphone against his knee every time he made a joke and, like, turn around and do a spin. Like, yeah, yeah. That's his new stick is, like, smoking. He watched his last, like, three specials. Fucking Andrew and Dice Clay. Like, he comes like, out there and fucking, like... Dude, my whole theory is, dude, like, I don't think he wanted to host this year because it really seemed like he came out. I'm not saying Dave Chappelle was drunk. What I'm saying is that he was probably back there, like, just partying with, like, most deaf and the roots and, like, having a good old time. Yeah. It really seemed like he came out because, also, if you watched it, he didn't say, uh, we have a great show for you tonight. We have uh, the Foo Fighters on next. He was like, and that's my take on it. And he threw the mic down, and then it cut to commercial. And then when it came back to SNL, it was the Chappelle show. He goes, the times are crazy right now. Yeah. And now here's our take on people getting For fired. sure, he They're gave like, you like a Chappelle show monologue. Like, I felt so bad. Yeah. Dave Grohl is one of the fucking biggest. He, he, he only fucking uh, started Nirvana next to Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Uh, Chappelle can't even mention exactly. him on the beginning of it. But the- then Chappelle also on top of that, and then they went into that bit where they were fighting Aunt Jemima. Dude, that bit, that first bit that they did where Dave Chappelle was playing the Allstate guy, which one had me laughing out loud, like tears laughing, when he was just like, I'm doing that. I'm a real person. I'm not yeah, a sport. Yeah. That had me laughing my eyes out. But also, too, that was the only sketch he did, dude. You realize that his opening stand wow, was Wow, like I did not minutes. even watch the rest that of the show. The Interesting. Only he did. He was still wearing the suit that he was wearing from his opening monologue. He came on not on the weekend update, not anything. He did one post update thing, still wearing, I think maybe he put on a different suit, but he just played a weekend update guy and he was like, and I'm Dave Chappelle saying that was the craziest story or something like that. Like literally no line. Wow. So I think interesting. He really I did, did not. Lauren a favor because he even did in his monologue break away and he was just like, hey, Lauren, I thought I was doing a comedy show because like people reacted poorly to that. Yeah, yeah, record. yeah, for sure. So it really was that like Dave Chappelle was so hot that he was like, look, Lauren. I'll do it. I'm going to do it. Any sketches except the one hilarious Interesting. all one. Now I've got to like look into that a little bit more because I kind of – like I watched the first half. I think I stopped after the uh, musical guest or after the news. Like I cut it off halfway through or maybe, you know what I mean, I watched the first hour or whatever. But I did not realize that though. That's a great uh, great call, great pickup there. I'll have to fuck Here's another great pickup of mine, dude. I know I'm talking a lot here, but uh, have to here's another geeked up Devin SNL hot take. Even if I like the musical group, I always fast forward through it. <laughs> that's here for the jokes, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, uh, what did you think of always... the? 
uh, ultimately though, so of the monologue specifically, because for me that's pretty much ninety percent of the fun of fucking watching the thing is the monologue. It's monologue. We can update, and then whatever wacky uh, commercials and anything post update is always good. Anything. All right, here's the real one. Where, like this is for someone that's watched this. You're right about forever. the news as well, for sure. Here's uh, someone that's like post. You're going to go post weekend update, post band second song. Okay, if interesting. If in after that, that's pure cast member like snuck one in, like not snuck one in, but okay, like the writers aren't the writers aren't doing that. Lauren, someone gave the green light. Like, yeah, yeah, that's post. like one of those extra like, sketches that they decide. Fast forwarding, like they want to see the wave, and you get like one of those sketches in where most people are probably asleep. Dude. Okay. A lot to uh, like, yeah. lot to do with that, but these but, uh, are the things, Liam, that have been entertaining me <laughs> since quarantine. Well, I've got one more, I guess, because uh, I just as a comparison, as a comparative SNL, uh, uh, what did you feel about Burr a couple weeks ago? Did you watch Burr, dude? Because Burr yeah, killed it, it, dude. And the whole episode, some of the sketches were fucking gold. The monologue was, like, thing. really strong. You know, very Burr. I don't want to say really Burr, strong, but, like... Uh, Burr's, uh, again, monologue, amazing, dude. <laughs> yeah, all right. Dude, Burr's sketches were so good because John Mulaney was in between that. And, of course, Mulaney kills it. He fucking was a writer. But Bill Burr on there, dude. Bill Burr's sketches were so good. And he just wasn't hitting his lines right as, like, a sketch. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it, was, it didn't look very smooth, for sure. Because the one joke that he had, uh, or the one sketch that made me laugh so hard, but they kept missing, like, their lines. Or it would be one of those things, like, the camera was on the wrong person, or, like, someone was missing their lines. But it was the one where it was, like, uh, what's the ESPN guy where he was like, I bet you a state oh, was yeah, fucking yeah, win. Dude, for dude, sure. That was, I don't that think that was, was like a real guy, but that was fucking it's, hilarious. But it was supposed to be like making fun of like those ESPN for sure, like, just talk show. Any ESPN show, yeah. And Generic. Dude, that made me laugh. It no, was the, so spot on. What a fucking Yeah, no, the idea man. of the sketch was he wanted to like, it was like a white newscaster that wanted to like razz a black newscaster for calling the, picking the wrong team. But instead the black newscaster was like distraught over a, a racial injustice uh, incident. Yeah. And the, the world right now. It was yeah, basically yeah. like, uh, you know, dude. I told you the Bears were yeah, going to yeah, win. Yeah. And he's like, I wasn't watching due to the tragedy dude, last night. Well, I wasn't watching either. I was kind of more checking. The- yeah, that was going. Cool. Every was- line, every line was lost, though. Like, I don't know if it was like the camera guy's fault or it was running the cue cards. But like, dude, that was one of the You're right. It felt, it did seen. not feel very if smooth. If you rewatch it, it's them like looking for where their line is and i was like never telling ashley and i was like dude this is one of the funniest things they've put on here in a long time <laughs> and like none of these jokes are landing because of timing yeah, it yeah. Was really fun. so actually speaking of that and speaking of things that has been entertaining me during this uh quarantine thing uh you liam as yourself is a youtube tv uh holder and we got a free showtime weekend and uh okay, you yes. didn't see it, it. but okay. i watched every episode of uh the documentary about the comedy store in la and dude one of the greatest things I've ever watched. Uh, yeah, great recommendation take, there. I take away, there was a time in the world where Jay, Jay Leno was like the hot, edgy comic. It was like an edgy comic. Yeah. yeah. That's, but like, that's a cool documentary. Guy, that I didn't, little guy doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Leno doesn't take any prison. This ain't your granddaddy's Jay Leno. But you were telling me about it. It sounds like a real cool uh, uh you know, documentary about the comedy store, but as well kind of just like a comedy retrospective comedy in general dude. where it takes it you from really like the is. 70s, takes you through Mencia, takes you to the, you know, the whole Mencia Rogan joke, th- uh, thieving accusations and all that, and or not even, even like accusations, of, uh, takes you to like... Yeah, that 
and the building of like Rogan's podcast were like really if I had to nail it, I would say like the three top podcasts out there would really be like Marin would be the Godfather. Uh, I guess if I'd say four, Adam Carolla, Joe Rogan for sure really put it on the map. But really coming up in the front after that, I mean, five years ago, the Geek Up podcast came on the scene. And, uh, five years later, we. <laughs> You know, we're still rolling hard. Is I'm just waiting like for that $200 million Spotify contract, but it's I coming. Guess, should we leave it on that, that note? You know, <laughs> yeah. nothing else. I think we have been the time. most hilarious part of uh, of elections, uh, of elections election season. And corona, we've been there since the beginning, dude. We've been putting out our old Netflix and chat things to watch. We've been, uh, you know, trying to keep it pretty in the middle of uh, – sides on everything sure there was an episode where i said if you're a trump supporter go fuck yourself but you know. we said try we've been trying to keep honestly the, the, the current political climate that's still like uh you're still being reserved you're, you're reserving a, a lot of hostility for, for sure absolutely but if there's anything else that's actually seriously been entertaining you guys either during quarantine or uh just election time things that are actually making you laugh you always know to email us in at thegeekeduppodcast at gmail.com. It's um, the geek. Got to put that the in there. Let us know all of the your... Email. Uh... On Facebook, like our page, uh, Geeked Up Podcast. We're on Facebook. Uh, Geeked Up Pods is on YouTube. We put a lot of best of stuff out on uh, YouTube. Pods, check it out. And guys, honestly, start listening to us on Spotify because uh, that helps our rotation come out there. Look, it's been crazy. Available on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, Like you said, Geeked Pods on YouTube. And honestly, like and review and comment because that helps us get more plays too, guys. Yeah, for uh, sure. Always uh, comments definitely help with the evil algorithms. So shoot us uh, to the top. So guys, yeah, look, like, comment. It helps us fucking... Be a part of this. But thank you for listening to our uh, political ramblings. We promise you, before Thanksgiving, we'll be back with an episode about, uh, I mean, for Christ's yeah. sake, if things aren't bad enough, Jared Leto's coming back as the Joker. Very the lead. <laughs> but listen, guys, that was Liam Whalen. I'm Devin Barnes. The world is on fire right now. I know you're not working tomorrow. So why don't you go ahead and get geeked up? Woo, baby. What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo! Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on.